Over 40 years ago, in 1978, Poland took the initiative to write the first Children's Rights Convention at the United Nations. This turned out to be a long process. It wasn't until 10 years later, in 1989, that the convention was ratified. Since then, it's been the guiding paper for matters regarding children. Fittingly, I'm meeting with a children's rights advocate in Poland today. Anna Brosch is from the University of Silesia in Katowice. She's a dedicated professional in matters of the children and youth. In this episode, we're talking about a specific area of interest to her, the common practice of parents sharing pictures of children online. This is something known as sharenting. Brosh is an expert on this phenomenon. In her studies, she's observed posts about children on Facebook, and in her latest project, she asked Polish parents about their sharing practices on social media. Brosh is concerned, as is a growing field of scholars, about the implications this everyday ritual has for children's privacy. If we can't ask the young children if they want to be in the images posted online, what are our options? This is Keywords, a podcast about research that's out there that doesn't get enough of attention. Thanks for listening. I'm your host Rasmus. Welcome. So hello Anna and uh, welcome to to our meeting. Uh, hello Rasmus, it's uh, nice to see you and uh, speak uh, speak with you. I'm very excited in fact. <laughs> well, thank you for for joining me and uh, uh, first of all, can you uh, tell me a bit about your background? What are you working with and where and so on oh um, i have to admit that uh, i've been working at the university for a relatively short time because since 2012 when i Mm -hmm. got my uh, doctoral degree before Mm -hmm. i worked at school at primary school at high junior school even in kindergarten so uh, in fact I'm practitioner teacher <laughs> cool. and now uh, uh, I teach future teacher how to use ICT both in work with children and also during preparation of documents because teachers in Poland have to prepare a lot of documents. Mm-hmm. So I'm not only researcher but also academic teacher. We are going to talk about uh, your quite current research that is also very fresh and modern yeah. we in this this time w- that we are living in just so much has been happening in digital media for the past 10 years and uh, you have uh, written both in 2016 and in 2018 articles about uh, sharenting yeah. can you tell us what what is sharenting it's not easy to say because um, uh, there is some definition 
uh, about sharenting. And uh, usually uh, this term is connected with uh, parent activity. I mean, uh, where when parents uh, share a lot of detailed information about their children in social media. And usually such uh, such definition is used, but I can agree uh, with this because uh, this definition, in my opinion, is not completed. Mm -hmm. Because uh, sometimes um, we can send a lot of photos of children and nothing simply because because uh, in these photos uh, uh, children are in their daily life. So it's uh, nothing strange. Although I know I I can't say that it's a good ac activity, mm. but I mean uh, that uh, sharenting we can say about sharenting only when this action make uh, any risk for for kids. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, if someone posts photo with uh, embarrassing photo of child mm -hmm. only one mm -hmm. so uh, we can say that it's sharenting because uh, it is possible risk for the kid to the kid mm -hmm. exactly and you can send 10 photos with daily life children playing outside and nothing happened simply mm -hmm. photos so mm -hmm. for me it's uh, very important therefore um, i tried to construct a model of sharenting to to um, to can assign the level of sharenting right exactly so it's it's not so simple uh, as one would think uh, from the start that it's just everything that's shared online uh, by the parents of their children, but there is uh, like many dimensions to that. Uh, but we, we will get back to that in a while. Um, I just uh, wanted to ask you, what drove you into this study originally? Uh, it's, a, it's a nice question because uh, at the beginning, uh, I must say that I'm not heavy user of Facebook and other, other um, social media. Although mm -hmm. I check uh, Facebook many times uh, per day, but mm -hmm. only as observator, what is going on. And I'm not active. And I saw how my friend post many, many photos of children. They even sent me photos via private message. Although mm -hmm. I wasn't interested in it, I can say even that it annoyed me very strong. Yeah. So I had feeling that everywhere are children. And st I started wondering what's going on, for what they do it. You know, in yeah. the past, uh, we have album with photos of children at home, mm -hmm. like diaries. So when our aunt came to visit us, she must sit and watch these photos. Yeah. yeah. Now it disappeared. Now it disappeared. So, so how they can uh, show uh, show uh, these children only through Facebook? Mm -hmm. But it was very annoying and dangerous. I started reading about it. How what kind of risks can uh, can meet children on the internet during sharing? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's why I started interested uh, in it. In in Poland, it was uh, 2015, but in US. 
uh, this situation was uh, started uh, earlier, of course, about yeah. 10 years earlier. And anyway, it's very uh, like it's uh, an area that's not uh, going anywhere with an, like how social media just in the past 15, 10 years has been taking over ev every aspect of our lives and private lives. And uh, if you think about it, like Instagram is turning like 10 years now, approximately. So all those millions of photos of, of children and uh, and babies that's been uploaded there for the past decade, it's uh, just accumulating. When you started to study this subject, what kind of research did you find? In fact, in Poland, uh, there was not such research yet. Mm -hmm. So um, I was the first. Mm -hmm. But um, I, in fact, I saw uh, only some information in, uh, on the internet, not research, uh, that there were pointed that it started to be uh, a big problem for children, that um, more and more parents uh, do something like this. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in those days, I can say uh, scientists, researchers started to be interested in this subject. Is this field going in any particular direction at the moment? We have had the studies about the motives behind parents, what why they share and, and so on. What, do you have a feeling for that? Yes, um, uh, as I, as I mentioned, um, uh, Sharenting, and uh, you know that Sharenting uh, and this subject is uh, quite a new field. Mm -hmm. And at, um, at the beginning, researchers were interested in the scale of this phenomenon and, um, and uh, tried to identify it. What is mm -hmm. it exactly? Yeah. From different perspectives, because we can say about uh, pedagogists like me or psychologists and from different perspectives. Now, uh, researchers try to find out the motives, why mm -hmm. parents do it and what are the factors of charenting. Mm -hmm. So, for example, two years ago, I finished uh, my um, research quantitative research in whole Poland in, and I conducted it uh, among uh, 1,036 parents, so quite big group. And uh, I tried to find the correlation between sharenting, level of sharenting and level of uh, self-disclosure of parents, mm -hmm. according to uh, social uh, penetration theory. But also I find uh, um, I find research which uh, looked for correlation between sharenting and uh, internet addiction. Uh -huh. Yeah, it also can working because internet addiction um, is connected with parents' activity. Yeah. On the internet. Mm -hmm. So you know now researchers are looking for different factors yeah. which uh, might cause this this acti activity mm -hmm. but the study that we have today that like it was a prologue to this big uh, study was uh, published in 2016 yeah and uh, that was the time when you did uh, social media ethnography among 168 polish parents yes. uh, who were using facebook 
So first of all, what's also interesting topic for this podcast is about the methodology that's uh, used in research. Well, can you tell us what is this kind of ethnography on social media? Yes, of course. Virtual ethno ethnography is from the classical ethnographic method and the most popular technique of collecting data is participant observation. So mm -hmm. uh, the researcher, researcher blends into studied environment. Mm -hmm. So um, usually respondents are not aware that they are taking part, part in the study. I know uh, that um, uh, such research can be, might be ethically controversial, mm -hmm. but in fact, it's the only way to, to find out something. Yeah. Because if the researcher will know about study, they uh, behave not natural. Right. So uh, that's why I watched 168 uh, selected profiles on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I chose Facebook because in those days, Facebook was much more popular than Twitter in Poland. Mm -hmm. Now it's different because I see, I see that on Twitter, Antarctic is uh, more, more visible. Yeah. yeah. And Instagram. And Instagram, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, it was, in fact, a quite a big job because yeah. I watched uh, these profiles, counted photos. I must select them, read comments, check mm -hmm. out of friends, privacy mm -hmm. settings. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, taking into account only photos of children. Right. And it, there were thousands of photos that's uh, that sounds like a really really heavy job but and we'll get back to the amount of photos etc but i wanted to ask you like you 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 write about an uh, exponential non-discriminative snowball recruiting method can you uh -huh. explain to us how did yeah what is that yes uh, it's a uh, to reach uh, the group rich parents uh, who uh -huh. uh, who um, are active in charenting mm -hmm. i needed to use um, a way of sampling so uh, snowball is um, is very easy and nice way of sampling yeah this method assumes that people became friends when they have similar inter interests for example mm -hmm. A boy who is interested in football will have in his surroundings also boys who are interested in football, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So uh, through him, it's possible to reach them. So taking it into account, I was, was looking for people who posted many pictures of children and among their Facebook friends, they were people who... Uh, who also uh, share photos of children. Right. Yeah. So uh, thanks to it, I uh, collect uh, this group. But yeah. how did you know where to start? Like who was number zero, patient zero? My friend. Okay. And then, you, <laughs> and then it's... Friend and then, right. And then it started and then, from there. Like, like snowball, more and more and more. But then it meant also, as you didn't... Uh, 
know all of these respondents that yeah. uh, they had completely public profiles. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, paradoxically, uh, a lot of parents make public photos of children, mm-hmm. but sometimes they hide their fr- friends, Facebook friends. Okay. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. So somehow also the method that you used here to just find these people was itself uh, a way of showing that well you are as a total stranger to these people able yeah. to see yeah. the pictures of their yes. children completely they were completely strange people right yeah. um uh, as you mentioned um it can be considered also uh, a bit uh, like ethically um uh, hard this kind of uh, ethnography what kind of comments and response have you received afterwards from the, from those parents uh, or yeah well, they they don't know they don't they know they, they didn't yeah right but but about then uh, like colleagues for example uh it um, if at the beginning of my study a lot of um, people were surprised that i'm interested in it ah that it's not important and now they see that um, uh, that my research uh, made a big interest all over the world. Uh, so uh, now it shows how this topic is important and urgent to discover. You did a big job going through these profiles of these parents and uh, as you write in your your uh, paper, you had a total number of twenty five thousand seven hundred twenty seven pictures, and seventy five point five percent of those pictures contained children. Yeah, and that's uh, a lot. It sounds like that. What did you think of this result back in the days when you found out this? You know, the record holder lady posted over 1,100 photos of her daughter over the course of six months of child's life. So it's uh, an average of six photos per day. And this child was in only in different posts. Yeah. I thought then she's crazy. How did... It's possible. Yeah. But um, on the other hand, I saw how this lace, uh, how this woman, woman um, feel lonely. Mm-hmm. And when I analyze uh, other profiles, I felt strange, like an intruder who came without an invitation. Mm-hmm. Because uh, this, these uh, profiles usually were like diaries of someone's life. But also it was very interesting. And they were public. They were just there to be seen by anyone. Yes, yes exactly. Hmm. But did you originally think that it's a lot? Or was it like, like what, what, what was your reaction? Like there, there are these extreme cases who post like so many. But on average, what was your take on that? I was uh, surprised that this scale is so huge. That that parents who uh, who uh, should uh, protect children, yeah, they simply hurt them. Exactly. Yeah. 
you said about this one one mother who was posting so many pictures daily did you look into also the motives well you didn't do any interviews with these parents but uh, do you have any uh, insights on on those motives why parents are doing this you know in um, uh, before social media young mothers usually uh, met together with children inside or outside in Poland um, uh, and speak together, exchange uh, experience according to uh, taking care of babies, etc. Now it disappeared. Hmm. So I think that first parents are looking for support because they're young, they uh, don't know how to behave as a mother, young mother, young parent. So they look for support, advice on the internet. Yeah. On the other hand, I see also that they want to show a white audience that they are very good parents. Mm-hmm. And for example, post pictures from a holiday, how children are playing, how their children are happy, something yeah. like this. So you had this astounding account of um, of the number of pictures published, but then you also checked the content of the pictures. What can you tell us about that? I select pure pictures and the most popular category was daily life, all things, special events. And um, so relating to uh, simply moments of child's life. Mm-hmm. Also special events, uh, including baptism, Christmas day, the first day at kindergarten, birthday, but uh, I must mention that uh, such photo very often can um, allow to localize uh, children. Right. For example, first day at kindergarten and diploma from kindergarten with address of mm-hmm. school, name of children. So it also birthday, you can find out age of child, even date, date of birth. So it was very easy. And the most important for me were photos which uh, violated children's privacy. What kind of photos are those? Uh, especially which compromise the child. And what do they contain then, uh, these photos? Um, it. Also, I uh, selected um, these uh, these photos into few groups. For example, uh, nude and semi-nude photos in disturbing situation. For example, sitting on potty, crying, sleeping in strange position, and uh, sometimes and also grimy, dirty with food. A lot right. of photos. I don't like, I don't know, uh, parents like uh, such photos. And um, I remember a picture of baby who was grimed with a brown substance. It was chocolate, I think, and was hmm. so, uh, sitting nude on, on the potty. And there was a comment. Oh, I hope it's chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. So... This comment also can ridicule a child very strong. And uh, then you actually like this part of the the content that uh, puts the child into an embarrassing light. 
is that the the most that's the like what you call the the sharing thing yes. practice then yes you know everyone has right to be forgotten because mm. in fact there is uh, no no reliable definition of privacy mm -hmm. because what is privacy we must start from it what is privacy what is public and what is private my face is my private face but it can be also public because i'm a teacher academic teacher so uh, i do i'm taking part in the conferences etc so the same about children but everyone has right to be forgotten and unfortunately internet never forgets so when you put such photo of uh, of child sitting uh, naked on the potty and mm. sometimes in sometimes in few years someone find this photo on the internet what will feel this child yeah yeah and remember now people who want to employ employ uh, workers they uh, very often uh, check their history through yeah. social media mm -hmm. yeah exactly and and we are just coming into that yeah. age where these children are becoming adults where where they can have more control of 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 their own profile yeah. on the internet and and what that will mean for their possible like deletion uh, of of their content that was published by their parents a few years back but um you also uh, discuss about some of these effects that the sharenting may have on, on the children for later in life, how they will view this kind of uh, juxtaposition between private and public. What would you say about that? Of course, if they are exposed all time on the internet and for them it has become normal. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, they can grow up like transparent generation without privacy. What's especially it's uh, it's true in the age of celebrities uh, when fame is fashionable. So there are a lot of people who are famous for being famous, and everyone wants to be famous. So what about these small children if they ob observe all around that uh, fame is worth? And on the other hand, their parents are active in sharenting. So, so uh, uh, what can they think that it's normal? Mm. And they will possibly do the same to their children. Yeah, exactly. Even stronger. Yeah. yeah. And we don't even know in what direction our practices on social yeah. media will be yeah exactly <laughs> but is it possible then to that they will take control of their digital artifacts later in life can can you you say that internet never forgets but is it possible to go back and delete or is it just not possible i don't think it's possible that's why I read about accident where young uh, children, teenagers, ask parents for 
deleting such photos from from social media, their mm -hmm. photos from social media. Mm -hmm. uh, in Poland was even um, situation. It was in 2017 uh, where a father was sentenced to three months imprisonment for posting only one photo of his son on Facebook. But oh. in this photo, his son, two years boy, was uh, uh, putting into sink and was holding a bottle of beer in one hand and his genitals on the other hand. And mom of this child uh, was informed about this photo, that such photo is in Facebook, and mm. she reported to the court his father because they were not living together. Okay. Yeah. So it was first uh, judgment on charenting in Poland. Exactly. And, and this is very interesting to see that, yeah. that there are uh, f f like these kind of cases also that actually have been sentenced. Mm -hmm. um, but then we have all these millions of photos that yeah. just are floating around <laughs> in, in the cyberspace. Uh, you write for or you call for reflexivity about this creation of, of virtual identities that that parents uh, are doing then. They are creating an identity for the children and and even this uh, tradition of sharing sonograms uh, of, yeah. of babies not even born yet. So you are exactly. actually like created online before you're born. What, what do you mean by this reflexivity? I think that a child uh, must have choice mm -hmm. and uh, should decide about his or her life. Mm. Of course, not uh, when it's small, but remember that uh, that parents are stakeholder of of child and mm. should protect them. Mm -hmm. So, and in fact, they hurt hurt them, as I said before. So, uh, uh, parents should show children that their social media, because we can't uh, separate children from them. From, from social media mm -hmm. uh, because uh, they must get to know how to deal with them yeah. with social media in future. So rather parents must, uh, must prepare children to use mm -hmm. it in reasonable way, mm -hmm. but not through posting photos. Exactly. What do you think? Is it uh, a, a world where we wouldn't have any pictures of children online is that something to strive for or, or w where to find this balance? This is the question and I'm afraid I can't answer because I can't say that 10 photos of children is okay and 11 not. Mm. There is no uh, borders. How to draw these borders? Yeah. And, uh, and also I was thinking like if you turn it the other way, this whole question you might also see that um, it's a good thing that the young part of the population is also visible, that we know that they exist, they, they are a part of, of the society, but uh, so many of them are anyway online against their will, or we don't even know what they think. Exactly, and this is the problem. In fact, as I said, everyone um, must have choice yeah. and ma uh, must uh, decide about his or her life. 
so uh, of course it's not bad that uh, someone posts photos of mm. children it's even nice mm. if these photos are nice and want to show how beautiful daughter they have why not but uh, it must be reasonable so you you're asking for like some kind of like uh, informed posting yeah. that uh, not posting without thinking about what you're posting exactly so we also like you say there are positive sides of of this uh, practice by the parents uh, uh, how do you view these positive things what what they can gain out out of it you know now we come back to definition of sharanting because yeah. posting 10 photos of nice uh, nice photos of child I can't say it's sharenting because it mm. uh, doesn't hurt child. So, mm -hmm. in fact, I can't find uh, positive sides of sharenting because sharing mm. photo, only mm. simply photo, mm. nice photo of child, I can't say it's sharenting. But but uh, but if you think about it from the perspective of the parents, what what can they gain from it? What why are they doing it? You you mentioned some some. Uh, sides to that why are they doing that it can be even very nice business because look ah. for example uh, there are a, a lot of uh, a lot of vlogs in youtube yeah. where parents uh, show uh, show daily life of their mm. ch children mm. and uh, many people observe uh, it but they also uh, they are visible also commercial of any goods for children or something like this so they simply earn a lot of money mm. thanks to it thanks to their children yeah so that's on a total <laughs> new level than how, uh -huh. how children are used yeah and and would you consider that as a sharenting <laughs> Yeah. Even if, if, if the child is portrayed in a nice way, but it is used for capitalistic means. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because um, child is used simply as a way to, to earn money. This uh, takes us to, to my question about um, a researcher as an activist you you have a very uh, strong opinion about this practice and uh, by doing this kind of uh, research you showcase the problematic sides of of this practice how would you say that uh, is this like your driving force that you you want to change things uh, it's uh, it's um, very difficult um, difficult question because uh, I can't say what to do to change it and and it's very difficult to speculate um, how to solve this problem mm. and I can't predict uh, how uh, it will be look uh, look like in the future. Mm. But I'm sure that we should make everything to make parents aware uh, that it's a problem and that it's very dangerous mm. uh, to, to children, mm. such actions. Uh, what is your take on the responsibility by the big tech, the social media companies then? It's a very difficult question because, you know, social media com uh, companies mm. will never help uh, us. 
Yeah. Because uh, for them is business. Mm. So I don't have hope that something can change because they will do everything to uh, to join yeah. such uh, so mm. uh, ma- many people as possible. Facebook is planning on on launching an Instagram for children, and that sounds really <laughs> strange. <laughs> really strange. <laughs> Ideal situation. I can say that there there is no social media. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, it's fantastic way to communicate. And I know that uh, without social media, uh, we would be wouldn't uh, couldn't be a global village. So mm. uh, so it's very needed and useful. But I think that mm. everything is going in wrong way. Mm. Yeah, too deep and. Um, and ideal situation uh, uh, now is to keep balance. Mm-hmm. Where is your research going? What areas of interest do you have for the next? I think that now is the right time to uh, to ask children what they are thinking about. Because mm. uh, uh, first victims of sharing now uh, started schooling. So they can answer, they can say what what are, are they thinking about charenting. Sounds very, very good. And I, I hope you, you will get to do this. Thank you, Anna, so much for, for meeting me on, on this call and, and for telling us about your research. And good luck with the forthcoming book. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, it was very nice, Rasmus to speak with you. Thank you. If we put the dilemma of sharing images of children in the bigger picture, we're talking about children's rights in general, and in the end, how we view children as independent beings. In a recent episode of the New York Times podcast Ezra Klein show, science fiction writer Ted Chung talks about free will. Humans have free will, he says, and I quote, because we are able to use the information we have and change our actions based on that. But, he adds, an infant does not really have a free will. This underlines the fundamental responsibility adults have, and as Anna Brosch said, parents are the stakeholders. Babies might not have a free will, but Ted Chung said something that stuck with me for a long time. Talking about humans being moral agents, he added, Babies are not moral agents yet, but they have the clear potential to become so. I'm always searching for the next research to highlight on my show. Do you know a study that needs to be shown to the world? Please DM me on Twitter at Rasmuskullonen, that's K-Y-L-L-O-N-E-N. You've been listening to Keywords, a podcast about research that's out there but doesn't get enough of attention. Thanks for listening.